0: So, I have a question, I have two questions actually I wrote down. So, when it comes to the understanding of the church and uh, the Scriptures, you have both extremes, or at least what I've been seeing, and I'm trying to make sense of it. You have the extreme of, of like, Martin Luther and Sola Scriptura, and and the Scripture being the sole authority. Then you have the side which is, Christ came to found the Church, and then the, the Scriptures came 300 years or whatever after, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. How, what is our understanding as as the Coptic Orthodox Church of how what's the right balance? What's our tradition say? Because we have the councils as well. We have how do we properly understand the balance between both extremes? And, and did Christ come to lead the church, or the scriptures, or is one after the other? How do we understand that, authority?
1: Historically, what came first, the church or the scripture? Church. Church. So even history says the church came first. Okay. All these denominations. Protestant, Catholic, uh, Orthodox, and the thousands of denomination within the Protestant—all of us who are using the same Bible or different Bibles—they—they
0: they have uh, so in the fifteen hundreds they,
1: they did the, the printing press and all that. They have books that they took out that we still use, the Apocrypha, right? Yes, but, but oh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, in general, same okay. text or different text? Same. Yeah, maybe different translation, but same text, different, but same text. Then why you are different in understanding the text? The difference here in what? Not in the text, but in what? Interpretation Interpretation of the text. Okay, so now I am saying this text means, for example, uh, homosexuality. They say it means pedophilia, not homosexuality. And I say no. It it means homosexuality. Uh, communion. They say it's just memorial. I say no. It is the real body and real blood. Okay. Who actually will make the judgment here? Who? Will make, I'm asking oh. you. How to make judgment? Who's right and who's wrong? We have to go back to the fathers. Go back to the fathers. Why do you have to go back to the fathers? Thank you, thank you. Because before 451, they were the everybody has the same understanding of the scripture. So, if I go before 451 and they understood this word mean homosexuality, not pedophilia, then it's homosexuality. Nobody can come in the 21st century and, and teach me what this Greek word mean. They were speaking Greek better than us, you know. If they say this word means Eucharist, mean real body and real blood, then it's real body and real blood. That's why when I spoke about the scripture, I said, not enough to read the scripture, but you need to understand it from where? From early church fathers, early church. And as I said, many, many applications right now offer the early church fathers for free, you know, for every single verse in the scripture. So in order to judge which extreme is right, just go to the early church father, see, uh, Is the idea of Sola scriptura is is okay or not? You know, this came in the 16th century. Uh, But before this, it did not exist. So, we read the scripture, we understand it as early church fathers, we apply it in our life in order to walk in the fear of God. Clear? Any more questions? Right, um,
0: so, now, when anywhere you go, like on social media, in school, even just driving, like I'll pass by a church and it says, you know, Christ didn't reject anyone, why should you, during pride month? You're seeing, like, messages being pointed out everywhere you go. So, it makes me, like, question it when it comes to my Sunday school. I'm getting deep questions from little kids. And when you talk to them about something and tell them that they're going to feel kind of lonely in the world. It, like, how do you make a kid
1: understand that when, like the concept is such a young age? this is deception, again, distorting the word of God and deceiving the people. The church does not, and Christ does not reject anybody. And the church does not reject anybody. When I spoke about transgenderism or uh, homosexuals or drugs, or, you know, who are not against the people but we are rejecting the sin we are rejecting the sin and because actually we love these people we want them to repent and we are dedicated to help them to return back and to be normal you know let let me give you uh, an example maybe it, it will make it simple if somebody is born with congenital anomaly, anomaly. for example, um, a hole in his heart, right? So, two groups of people, one group, they say, it's normal, just live with it. Uh, th- that is how uh, you were born, so live with it. It's not, uh, nothing wrong with it, that's normal. But some people said, no, it's not normal. Actually, this is going to kill you. You need to go and, and have a surgery to fix this uh, problem. So the person says, you know, this group, the first group really loved me. They accepted me as who I am. And they told me it's okay to live with this whole heart. Don't fix it. That's just, that's okay. We accept you as you are. So which group actually loves this person? The first group who accepted him as he is and let him live with the abnormal as normal or the second group that told him no this is wrong there is something serious here you need to do a surgery in order to live healthy which group is right which group really loves this this person Hmm? exactly that's exactly what what's happening right now when people come say you know uh, i i am a female trapped in in male's body some people say we love you just stay as you are no changes is required and some people say yes we love you but this is wrong you need actually to to fix it so which group is is actually really love this person and accept him as he is the first group or second group so that's actually the, the real deception when people actually don't call sin a sin, and let the people live with what is sinful as normal. That's not love. That's not love. Actually, this is hatred. And they teach these people self-hatred. When I live with something going to destroy me here on earth and eternally, I am, leech, I am teaching them self-hatred, hate yourself, destroy yourself. Actually, because we are pro-humans, we are against these things, because all these things are anti-human. All these things, drugs, abortion, uh, transgenderism, homosexuality, all, all this list go on and on. It's anti-human. Anti-human, who are pro-humans. That's why we tell them, no, this is wrong. We love you. That's why we love you enough to tell you this is wrong, and we are willing to take the attacks and we are willing to take the the discrimination and the persecution from the society to protect you, to guide you to the to the right way. Then who 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 actually love this person more? and who receive and accept this person more the woman that was caught in adultery the Lord defended her but after this what did he tell her? did he tell her just continue your life as as you are living in adultery? Mm -hmm. definitely not he told her to repent the man who was paralytic for 38 years the Lord told him sin no more lest you suffer worse things that's the real love. And that's the real acceptance. I, I, I challenge them to give me one verse from the scripture about Christ whom they are preaching, says to the person, it's okay to live in sin. Nothing wrong. Nothing will hurt you. No, the Christ never said said so. That's their way of deceiving, distorting, denying, uh, And doubting the word of God. And and let me tell you something. There is a spirit of rebellion against the, against God, against authority, against everything that's normal. Everything that we know it as normal. It can be very, very simple. And it can be very extreme you will be shocked when I give you something of the simple application of the spirit of rebellion but think with your mind think with your mind you know when they made this um, when actually Pfizer okay this actually to protect your face right that, this is our normal design when actually you wear it backward, if you think about it, it's a spirit of rebellion, you know? It is as simple as this, maybe you can look at it, it's fun, it's nothing serious, it is just the fashion right now. But if you think about it, it's a spirit of rebellion. I am going to rebel against what's normal, right? Ripped jeans, again, it's spirit of rebellion. So it's again a spirit of rebellion. It can be very simple like wearing the, the cap backward or wearing ripped jeans, or it can be extreme like homosexuality and transgenderism. But it's the same spirit, believe me. It's the same spirit that works here, works here. A new haircut, blindly follow it. Again, it is attack on what is normal, attack on what is standard. They don't want actually to have anything that's standard. If you think about it, what did this mumble rap? It's just nonsense. They want you to believe in nonsense. And there is no standard. Again, if you think about it, it's the same spirit of rebellion. It's the same, believe me, the same spirit of rebellion. To wear the cat backward uh, ripped jeans. It's the same spirit, spirit of rebellion. That is the simplest form, the extreme form of it is the transgenderism And to be careful, don't be deceived, don't be shaken We are, Satan actually, somebody told me yesterday What is happening now is called redemonization of America, or of the world Now we are giving authority for the demon over us, redemonization Scared you. Redemonization of the world. We don't want to give demon authority over us. Christ came to crush Satan under our feet. So be careful. Be careful. Don't be deceived. Don't be shaken. Don't be shaken. Any more questions? So,
0: Yafak said also, like, we, we experience not this with people around us in the church, including servants and everything. So, how do you deal with the servants? that serve with us, um, that serve the, the children, uh, that believe in, in all of that, it's okay, the equality and uh, that it's okay to deal with, with the
1: life outside with yani, With these servants, number one, maybe they are deceived, so we need to talk to them about, you know, the truth. And and we need, we need actually, yani, it's very important right now actually for every church, to examine the beliefs of the servants. And if they are de- deceived and now the they are going to follow the truth, then it will be okay, like Apollos. Apollos he was preaching and he was eloquent in preaching. But he didn't he didn't know anything after the baptism of John. So Miskella and Achilla took him, took him and explained the way of the Lord more precisely to him. And he was receptive. So they did not actually stop him from preaching. After this, after he learned the way of the Lord correctly, he became actually uh, Yani, a very, very strong apologetic in the history of the church. So if these people are just the, they are deceived, we will will do like Briskella and Akella uh, to explain the way of the Lord more precisely to them. If they insist on their way, actually they should not say. they should not, until they learn the word of, of God. So, number one, we need to do like what Priscilla and Akela did with Apollos. If they insist, then we tell them no, you need to reconsider for your own salvation first before teaching. I
0: know this question might have been like repeated many times, but I still don't The lines of what's normal and what isn't, based on the church, based on people, it's all been blurred and mixed up together, so most people can't tell. But I still don't understand how to address people, this can be applied whether it's homosexuality, church, school, drugs, whatever, who know what they're doing is wrong and it's negatively affecting them, whether it's physically, spiritually, etc they they know it's wrong they know it's bad but they still just still continue to do it is that like i i don't know how to say this but how would you deal with them because personally when i feel like i talked to someone and two worry,
1: things two things number one pray number two do not enable them do not enable them beside prayer let me explain what do not enable them means let me go to the story of the prodigal son if the father when he heard his son doesn't have any food and he actually he desired to eat the pots of the swine and nobody gave it to him so he said you know I'm gonna send some money and some uh, food to my son do you think he would return definitely that's enabling but by not sending him anything he returned it back many times under the notion of love we Enable people in their wrong ways. We encourage wrong behaviour. God made a law, you can read it in Galatians, what a person sows he will reap. So many times we, our actual intervention to stop this law. So they will sow evil but they will not reap the consequences of it. That's why they don't repent. So let us make this law work with them. This law got made it actually for people to repent and to return it back. That's what we we say do not enable. For example, if a person is using drugs and um, or alcohol and he got many tickets because of speeding under influence or driving under influence. And then every time the parents got very, very good lawyer and he get him out of trouble. That's enabling. He will never actually uh, quit drinking. He will never. What if it's someone that, just
0: a friend that you can't limit or
1: disable any other? As I told you, just pray and do not enable them. If everybody around this person stop enabling him, he will return. But some people, they will choose not to return. God actually will, will knock on their hearts several times. But some people, unfortunately, they choose, yes, you care about them, and your heart is broken for them, and God's heart is broken for them. But again, uh, that's the price of the free world. Some people choose to hate themselves and to destroy themselves. But we hope that one day, by praying for them and not enabling them, They can come back to the right way. Also, you can talk to them. You know, when the Lord said to to Paul, it is is hard for you to kick against gods. Gods, every time God was piercing the heart of St. Paul, but Paul was kicking against the gods. So every time you talk to them, you are piercing their heart. They will kick against the gods, but after some time, they will find it's difficult to kick against the goods. So maybe they will respond. So don't give up on them. And for you, don't give up on them. As long as there is breath in their nostrils, don't give up on them. Pray talk don't enable. Pray talk don't enable. Kissing your hands, I'm say it now. I
0: have um, so Definitely, these topics have been brought up in college by professors, and you know, they try to give a scientific proof, and and actually try to, um, especially when it comes to examinations and things like that. You know, they want to ensure that we actually understand this material from a scientific view, and and there's research and all this. Um, <laughs> but uh, you talked about um, when you said, you know, uh, you do you, and I do me. Um, how do you, uh, when you talk to someone who's going through this sin? Um, how do you differentiate between not talking about church? Because there, there have been talks where like, oh, I don't want to hear scripture. I don't want to hear, uh, you know, what Christ said or what God said. So how do you go about talking to them without, you know, using scripture? Um, unless, I mean, of course, they have to leave that scripture's authority and so on. But, you know, what's the
1: alternative? I think the first point we, we discuss with them, what's your point of reference? Why you choose this as a point of reference? And then actually we will dispute it. We will refute, for example, if you told me my point of reference is science. Science cannot explain many, many things in our life. So it's very easy to refute the scientific method if that is their point of reference. If he you told me you, you, my point of reference is my preference, my feeling, this also can be refuted. So the, I will start my discussion with them by asking them, what's your point of reference? Imagine if everybody lived his life with no rules, no order. Can you imagine how our life will look like? The animals will be better than us. So I, I will start my discussion with them. What is your point of reference? That's why I mentioned this among the four points I, I mentioned. The... I'm saying I have a
0: quick question concerning like what you spoke about earlier, uh, with social media is just limiting the amount of time we
1: spend on social media enough? Or what other action should we take to help us with this situation concerning so- social media? Of course, you need to limit your social media and you need to be selective what you are reading. Social media is full of destructive knowledge. You don't need actually this knowledge. And on the other side, you need to, enrich your spiritual life and to abide in the truth the same point that I mentioned because this the only guarantee to protect you from the influence of the social media so if you limit the social media but you are not growing in your relationship with God this will not help you you know you can limit you uh, like somebody quit smoking for one month two months three months and after this he returned back you know some people they tried to limit social media and they were successful for maybe two three four months but they did not actually grow spiritually during this it happened they relapsed you know somebody will tell you did you hear about this check the social media for whatever this new Uh, virus, Delta or whatever, you're gonna go and and check it and then you will be again uh, relapsed and you spend hours and hours like before not only fight uh, escaping or running away from temptation but you need to grow spiritually that's why these four points that I mentioned very very important abiding in the truth having a strong spiritual life Um, Discerning the time like the children of Yasekar and your point of reference. Grow spiritually, grow spiritually.